My guest this Saturday morning will be Dr. Audrey Ross. She is one of the national educators for the supplement company Country Life. This weekend, we will focus our attention on athletic nutrition, coenzymated B vitamins, as well as on hormonal deficiencies in both men and women. Dr. Audrey Ross loves educating. I hope you'll tune in and take notes. It's Gazoodite with Jacobus. Gesundheit with Jacobus, Health Talk Radio, integrating allopathic and all-natural medicine one show at a time. Here is your host, Jacobus Hollowine. Good morning to you. It is uh, September 22nd, Saturday morning, September 22nd. It is a beautiful day in the neighborhood. You are connected with Gesundheit with Jacobus. And as Chadwick said, yes, my name is Jacobus Hollowine. We are going to talk with Dr. Audrey Ross. She is uh, waiting in the wings, so to say, to join me. And we really have a lot to talk about. But anyway, the most important thing is you're listening right now. And hopefully you can stay all the way until 11 o'clock. We are going to be discussing male and female hormones and certain imbalances as we age. As well, we're going to talk about B-complex. What are vitamin Bs and what is new in the industry I say new, but this has been around for a while. But for majority of people, these are concepts that you may not have heard about. And then we will also talk about athletic nutrition. Just uh, we all, most of us are doing some kind of walking exercise, uh, running, lifting weights. Uh, some of them are more competitive than others, but we all need to watch the nutrition. And so that is one of the things we're discussing today. This program is about health, healing, and healthy lifestyles. Uh, if there is any politics in it, it's total coincidence. It's not what this show is all about. We've been doing it since uh, July of 2000, so we've been with you for quite a while, and I still enjoy every week coming in and challenge myself to get ready for the program and give you information that's very helpful for you. So, Always keep in mind that as we, we talk about health, we, we talk about disorders, diseases. This show has never been about diagnosing, treating, or curing. It's all about education, information, and hopefully a little entertainment. So please, find the best information you can find from either a physician of your choice, a specialist of your choice, or read more on the internet, in library books, in magazines. Just become the best educated person you can be. Health is extremely important to all of us. I say that lightly in a way because not everybody thinks that way. But for the people who are interested in health, always don't get fanatic, but find that balance in your own life. So again, welcome to the program. Let me tell you a little bit about Dr. Audrey Ross. She has been with Country Life Vitamins. Uh, it's one of the great companies in this nation. With Country Life Vitamins as the Western Regional Educator for the last eight years, she joined the team with an extensive 25-year background in the natural products field. For 10 years, Audrey ran a successful naturopathic consulting practice in Texas. She worked with patients on basic health needs, conducted seminars on general nutrition, weight loss, 
managing chronic health challenges, stress reduction, label reading, very interesting, and how to select supplementation. Additionally, for three years, Dr. Audrey worked with several medical doctors in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, providing nutritional consultations for some of the more challenging patients. The majority of these patients suffered from diabetes or hyperlipidemia, and they were not successfully controlling those conditions with just medication. The success rate she achieved was well-documented and respected in the local medical community. Audrey Ross's passion for education and her knowledge have helped her bridge the historical divide between allopathic and naturopathic medical practices. Now, she will also visit the Gesundheit Nutrition Center this coming Thursday, that is September 27. So if you are in the neighborhood on Thursday and you like to ask her some questions, we should be, they should be at the store between approximately 2 and 4. So we can give you more, clo- more information when the date gets closer. But she will be at the store as well. You can always find more information about Country Life. Go to countrylifevitamins.com. Dr. Ross, great to have you back on the show. Thanks for being here this morning. Thank you for having me. I always enjoy it because we can talk about so many different things and help educate your listeners, and that's what's, what we're all about is education. Yeah, and, and uh, some people have told me, how can you do a three-hour show every Saturday? And I said, usually we run out of time before we run out of topics. <laughs> and, I, and I know that with you because your knowledge is so vast and so you're so interested in this and finding the links between one thing and another and new research that comes in. So I know that once we kind of uh, poke each other a little bit, uh, there is a lot more information coming out maybe than the agenda I had uh, scheduled here. We always are learning things, and that's and I do have a passion for the industry. It's That's what I love. It's my heartbeat. I mean, I just there's so much technology today that not only helps us find new things, but helps us perfect what we have or get close to perfection of what we have for supplements and what we're learning about. And there's new research on the horizon for different supplements and what they can do. There's new derivatives from what we used to think were plain supplements that we have. So there's just, it's, it's so exciting and it's a never ending knowledge dream. And you did mention to people to go look on the internet, and I always caution people, yes, look on the internet, but be cautious. Because Mm -hmm. sometimes the internet information may not be the full story. It may be a one-sided story. So it goes, yes, do your research. Yes, look on the internet. But also look at the labels of what you're consuming. And that was one of my fun things to teach classes on label reading, because people were just, I would see people with their, literally their mouths drop open going, what? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know how to look for that. So no matter what we're doing and no matter what supplement we're looking at, it's always important for you, the consumer, to look at the label. Yeah, and, and also with food, right? I mean, look at exactly. the food labels. I mean, supplements is one thing. Uh, you see many times people come in and say, well, I take flaxseed. And I said, well, what do you do, liquid, powder, capsules? And they say, no, I take capsules. I said, well, how much? Just one a day. Mm-hmm. And I said, why do you take one a day? Well, you know, I take everything one a day. And then you, I said, well, there are 14 capsules in a tablespoon of fat. And they said, you're kidding me. He said, no. Four, I said, well, do you take 14 capsules? No, they don't. So I said, why don't you just mix the liquid in with something that you enjoy? 
and get really more benefits. Because when you ask them, they really don't see much of the benefits, but they're spending money on supplements without getting what they really want. So there is something to say about using the supplements correctly for what they use. So people need to look at labels. It's not about direction, folks. It is about on every label, it will say supplement facts. Underneath that, it will say serving size. That is not the directions. That simply says on that label, if you take three capsules, one capsule, one tablet, one teaspoon, one tablespoon, one ounce, whatever it is, you follow the the rest of that, that label, it tells you the milligrams per that dose. Directions is very different. Exactly, exactly. And also when people look at labels, it's not really the front of the label you want to read because that's the pretty part that gives you the basics. Yeah. You always want to look at the supplement facts label. And when you compare products, compare supplement facts, not what it says on the front. Yeah, totally true. Now, we have uh, one thing that we are going to do is uh, talk about labels. Now, first, I want to ask you, before we go into that, you just mentioned you love to be in the industry. What do you feel? You you already mentioned some things. There's more research coming out. But what do you feel is the big change in the, let's say, you've done this for, for 30 years, 35 years? Mm-hmm. What is a big change for you that you say, or few, that you say, this is why I love this industry? Oh, my goodness. There's... I have to say one. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. You can say there's, more. There's but... a lot. There's a lot of things. What I'm seeing happen now is people are becoming more aware of what they're taking supplementally. They're starting to read labels. They're starting to ask questions. They're starting to research. Most everybody has got the smartphone, and they'll go into a store, and I see it all the time. They look at a product, and then they get on their phone, and they Google it or whatever yeah. they do to find it out. Uh-huh. And that that starts the questions. I am seeing more people ask questions today than they ever used to. They're not just blindly coming in, picking up a supplement and taking it. Back in the day when I was in practice, it was it was disheartening because people would come in with bags full of supplements they were taking and did not remember why they started taking them, but they were taking them and didn't feel a benefit and were wondering why. Pretty much what you talked about. Yeah. They weren't taking what they needed to make the benefit, but they heard it was good, so they just went and bought it. Today, I'm seeing people start asking more questions, sometimes to an extent that kind of goes overboard. But that's the exciting part. People are now asking the questions, and they're starting to step up and say, you know what, I want to do something to make me feel better because I've gone this allopathic route, and I'm constantly going there, and something's not just right. Mm. So that is exciting for me for the for the consumer part. And then on the research end, there's a lot more regulatory um, organizations out there now, and there's a lot more regulations that supplement manufacturers like Country Life have to follow, which I think is good. If you ask our quality control people, they're not so happy about it because they're always having people coming in to inspect something, to do something. But that makes the end product high quality. And, you know, looking at certifications like USDA organic and gluten-free and AVA certified vegetarian or vegan or kosher or halal, those are all things that require the manufacturer to do some specific things as far as quality goes, and that's what people should also look for. That product that you're buying, is that manufacturer a quality manufacturer? The other side of things is I see a lot of new companies 
popping up in the industry uh-huh. that are there to um, gain the benefits of a hot topic like collagen, that people are all looking for collagen, but they don't know what quite they need. So there's a lot of new companies popping up for different categories. And that's where it is consumer beware. Make sure that you look at those companies and make sure that they're quality companies and, and what are they doing what is the basis of the company? How long have they been around? Back in the day, 30 years ago, yeah. there weren't very many companies out there. No, I mean, you're right. You're right. I mean, Country Life's been around for 47 years. That's right. You're, there you're were right. not very many manufacturers out there 30 years ago, and it was very hard for any product comparison because you had two or three products to compare. You didn't feel like you had a big choice, but you could compare them. Today, it's almost overwhelming to go into a health food store and see all the different products. And at your story, isn't it? It's so wonderful because you have people to help and answer questions and, and point direction and give recommendations and suggest things. Where in a lot of other stores, that's not happening. People are just kind of wandering and looking and trying to figure out, what do I get here? There's so many choices. Well, I think part of that is... The fact that these larger, the larger stores have these rules, you're not allowed to give information. You can just point into the right direction. And this is mm-hmm. one thing that I, that I want to ask you about. Is it really justified based on the track record of dietary supplements? The fact that really nobody dies by using an extra capsule or to have a little bit more knowledge of what a dietary supplement can do. Uh, that there is this fear amongst the larger corporations that you can, as an employee, you're not allowed to give any, and I'm not supposed to saying medical advice, but to actually explain what a product can possibly do for you. Uh, if you, uh, as, as a supervisor, were to see one of your employees talking to a customer longer than, let's say, five minutes, you pretty much get called in and say, hey, you can't talk to these people for this long. You got to sell stuff. And that is something that, 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 that I wonder about. Um, why these rules, why are these companies so afraid of an FDA when you know the track record of the dietary supplements is excellent? Fish oil is not going to kill anybody. Correct. Uh, you know, flaxseed oil will not. Uh, vitamin C will not. Vitamin D is not. Uh, taking some ginkgo biloba is not. Uh, uh, to take things, you know, B vitamins, we can talk about them. What is this fear, in your opinion, or what have you learned why these companies, larger corporations, will not give advice to customers? Fear of a lawsuit for some crazy reaction, I think, is the, the, the underlying fact of it. You know, but it's, that's it's, why it's extreme, in my opinion. It's, extre- it's extreme. I because totally because you it. can go sit in the restaurant. I mean, this last week again, I talked to two people. They went to a local place, and they both got an upset stomach. Uh, to a restaurant. Good place. They got a little food poisoning or something upset them. Well, they're not going to go and sue the company right away for millions of dollars. It's, it's you know, you had a bad experience. You're either going to call them and say, guys, you better check the date on those on that fish or you're going to skip them next time. But it doesn't mean you have to sue them right away. I think it is really exaggerated. I totally agree with you. And it's sad to see this happen because I did work in the retail end for a few years back in the day, and it was not that way back when I worked in retail. It has gotten worse. 
I cannot put my finger on why other than the fear of a lawsuit and more government regulations. And it's sad because people can find more detrimental information to follow on the Internet than they would ever get in a health food store. And that's what is bothersome to me. When people can go online, find out probably the worst information, do it and harm themselves, Yes, that's not controlled. Yes, But something that can be beneficial, something that could really help support one's health, that is being regulated and it makes no sense to me. And that's why it's so important for people to look at independent stores like yours to go in and get some really good education and learn rather than rely on the Internet, which is not all bad information, don't get me wrong there. Yes, yes. But there's misinformation and there's skewed information, and it's very difficult to determine which is which. That's where you really should go in, talk to anybody in your store. Everybody there is so knowledgeable and so helpful. I love Thanks. it. And it's it's one of those things where you don't get that treatment anymore at a large corporation or a large store, you think, oh, well, it's a better price. Well, what are you getting? Yeah. You're getting nothing there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and right. it's, it's worth the, the knowledge and the information to walk into your store, talk to a knowledgeable person, get some really good advice, and support your store to make sure that you're there 10, 20 years from now. Because yeah. that's, what, that's what really is going to keep our industry in the realm that it's supposed to be the beneficial, nutritional, health food, health supplement industry. If we let it go to all corporations, we will lose that, and that will be sad for us. Well, I I appreciate that. Uh, Dr. Audrey Ross, naturopathic physician, is my guest today on Gesundheit with Jacobus. She is the uh, Western Region National of Educator for the company Country Life Vitamins. Been in the industry for about 35-plus years. She has a vast amount of knowledge that she is sharing with us today. She was on the show about a year ago. You know, the I think as far as education is concerned, the biggest concern is always the cancer word, right? I mean, uh, oh, we may tell somebody that they can cure cancer, and that is the big thing. Mm-hmm. And and if you if 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 you grab books that talk that are written by reputable medical doctors or PhDs that have done research on the dangers of statin drugs, mm-hmm. if you look at uh, uh, you look at uh, the books that have been written about thyroids, how many books have been written about thyroid disorders, and the fact that the medical profession, the way they are. Uh, uh, um, the, the way they're taking the blood tests and and that the TSH uh, measurements on a blood test are wrong, or the free T4, the free T3, or the way a man's uh, testosterone level is normal between 129 and 956. You go like, are you crazy? Any information. <laughs> But if that is normal, it's normal. Vitamin D. If you have vitamin D between 30 and 100, they say you are in the normal range. And I see time and time again, I don't know if that's okay with the case with you, anybody who has talked to me that they have a cancer, that they have depression, or that they have a chronic disease, each and every time I ask them, what is your vitamin D3 level? And I tell you that almost always they're 35 or below. And so then I tell him, I said, vitamin D has shown to be antiviral. It has shown to work really well on different 
cancers. That is not my research. This is simply what I have read, and I'm sure you've read it too. It has been used in 26 different cancers. I'm not saying it cures cancer, but definitely I would say get your vitamin D3 up. So these are things that I have a problem with that I feel the the quick changes in the natural food industry and supplement industry, the, 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 the slow progression in allopathic medicine, the way they change books and education, is there's no comparison. It's very, very slow. Uh, anyway, the music is playing. we got to take a short break. Uh, please, uh, folks, stay tuned for Dr. Audrey Ross and Gesundheit with Jacobus. We will be back right after this break. Thanks for listening this morning. We uh, we have a caller who's waiting. Uh, good morning, caller. Thanks for joining the show. What's your name? How can we help you, please? Well, this is the dancing flower. Don't you recognize me after all this time? Well, I looked at the number. I know who you are, but this is radio. This is not TV. I cannot. Uh, you have to. Uh, you have to speak so that people know that they uh, that you want to listen to you or not. Yeah, dancing flower is the first one you remember. Uh, That's right. Yourself. Uh, Actually, I, I thought uh, you called yourself a dancing windflower or something. Oh, yeah, a lot of wind. <laughs> well, here. Uh, What's going on, Daniel? Now, this uh, may be a little uh, different uh, uh, now, but when I went to Gesundheit uh, to get some uh, vitamin D, they said we only sell vitamin D3. So I told that story to the doctor, and he, he told me the science. Uh, well, this uh, is connected to the uh, thigh bone, and the thigh bone is connected into this, and <laughs> this uh, element is connected into that. I, I just recommend you take vitamin D. Now, uh, how is uh, vitamin D3 any different? And uh, have you stuck by your guns? Uh, pardon the expression, at the store and still only uh, sell vitamin D3? <laughs> there are, well, I can tell you a part of this, but I want Dr. Ross to explain it too. Um, there are a few remedies, a, f- a few products, I think more on the calcium line, that actually may have some vitamin D2 in it. Um, vitamin D2 is, all an, is also a natural vitamin, but at the same time, it is not as well absorbed as the vitamin D3. And there is a great explanation for the vitamin D3, what it is, how it is made, etc., etc., and what the benefits are. Maybe Dr. Ross wants to explain that. Well, D2 has to convert to D3 for best use in the body. So D2 is very easily um, extruded from, like, mushrooms and plants and d3 is what your body utilizes you can get d3 utilization and manufacture in your body from uvb rays from the sun but that is a process that happens through the liver d3 is the form of vitamin d the body uses now back in the day when i was doing consults with doctors they didn't know the difference between d2 and d3 they would write a prescription for this prescription vitamin d so that their patients who were low in vitamin D could get some vitamin D, but it was D2, Mm. and it's less expensive. But the prescription was D2. It was 80,000 IUs, and I had several patients from one of the doctors I did consults for that he was giving them this prescription, and this was many years ago. This was before, really, there was a lot of science that would would benefit the, the, the medicinal doctors, 
And it was like, well, it's D2. And they really don't know the difference between D2 and D3. They just think vitamin D, that they're all the same, and they're not. Mm. So D3 is what the body actually utilizes. Yeah. And that's the form that the body has to have. It's like B vitamins. We're going to talk about B vitamins in a minute. The body has to convert a standard USP vitamin into a body-ready or a methylated or a coenzymated B so the body can use it so that it becomes active. Same thing with D. If you take D in a D2 form, then your body has to convert it and you'll lose maybe 80% of the dose, which is why the people who were taking that 80,000 IU prescription were not getting any results. I switched them to 2,000 IUs of a D3, and miraculously, their D levels went up. And it's not because the the doctor is wrong. You do need D levels elevated. You need to keep them, and 30 is way too low. We'll be talking about that in a second. But vitamin D3 is what the body actually utilizes that gets into the blood that can do its job, and that's where it needs to go. So that's why. Yeah, isn't it also that uh, vitamin D is actually a hormone produced by our cholesterol? It's, yeah, it's a so, hormone. Yeah, so it sits in the body and it is not active. We make it, but it is not very active until, unless the sunshine penetrates through the skin and converts it into vitamin D3, which is the active form. And so because a lot of people either do not get enough sunshine, really, I mean, over the majority of the skin... And and because many people put on sunscreen or wear a T-shirt mm-hmm. when they go out or they work behind glass or they live in an air-conditioned house or so, there is just over the days, over the hours of the day and over the year, there is just not enough exposure to keep making, to keep activating that vitamin D3. So you, it's best to supplement with it. And they have done research on on cities in this country that have a lot of sunshine and they found out there was a lot of people who are very low in vitamin d3 because they don't want to go out in the sun because they're being told you get skin cancer when you have that so that's that's exactly correct yeah also if you're taking any prescription medicine the liver cannot convert those uvb rays cannot help the body convert to d3 the liver's congested Uh if you're taking um, anti-inflammatory medication, if you're mm-hmm. taking um, ibuprofen or Tylenol or anything like that, that slows down the process. So even though you may be out there, the studies that you're talking about are definitely true, and they've even done research on people who work outside, like on the equator where they've got constant light, but their D levels are also considered in the low range of normal because they're taking prescriptions or they're taking other medications for pain, anti-inflammatories. So it's not just getting in the sun. It's the rest of the body. The body works as a machine, and if something's congested, you're not going to get that same conversion. Yeah. All right, here's another story about an MD uh, that was uh, lecturing to us senior citizens, and uh, I raised my hands and asked uh, both my hands, uh, <laughs> asked uh, if... Uh, the uh, if you put on sunscreen, it uh, blocks the vitamin D, and, and she said, "Well, I wouldn't even be concerned about that. At your age, uh, you, you don't get enough uh, vitamin D in you anyway, so you might as well take supplements." Now, do you, is that do you think that's true that uh, aging people don't absorb vitamin D anyway, so it's uh, kind of fruitless to get out in the sun? 
I, I do. I, I cringe when I hear doctors say at your age. <laughs> yes, exactly. It, it's it's like, excuse me, I am still breathing, therefore my body can still function. Correct. No, you can go out in the sun and you can get your UVB rays as long as you don't use the sunscreen. However, all of us really should be supplementing with vitamin D3 because we're subjected to pollutants. We do a lot of indoor work. UVB rays do not go through glass very well, so even if you're in a bright room, you're not getting UVB rays. So we all can benefit from taking a vitamin D3 supplement, and especially when we were talking earlier about you know the, the quality, what you want to look for. So if you're going to take a vitamin D3, I'm I take vitamin D3, and I you know it's something I've done for decades, only because. I am in an office setting a lot of the time. I am in a room. I am away from sunlight. So it's one of those things that just made sense to me, and I've always taken D3 because I know the importance of it. And we have, with the Country Life brand, we have the D3 and MCT oil, which makes it easier for the body to absorb and utilize. Most D3s that are on the market are in soybean oil. Or olive oil. Or olive oil, yeah. and the body has to convert those down. MCT oils do not need bile salts to actually be broken down. No, I think it's and, brilliant, brilliant and, idea. Mm-hmm. And you know, people who've got gallbladder issues or have had their gallbladder out, which you know, ten years ago that was just like a you know, oh, we'll just take your gallbladder out. Never did anything else, and realized that wasn't the problem. Yeah. But there's a lot of people who don't have a gallbladder anymore because of that. They have to be careful when they're doing supplements that contain oil or nutrients that need oil as a carrier, as vitamin D3 does. So with the Country Life D3, they're in MCT oil, and now we have a spray that really tastes good so you can adjust your dosing. I'll do 6,000 IU some days, 2,000 another, 8,000 another, so I don't have a set regimen. When I'm home, I have each of the three sprays in my cupboard, and I'll do a spray of each of them maybe once or twice a day. Yeah. But the MCT oil is critical to help it absorb. Uh, Daniel, I have had people tell me that they're taking 10,000 IUs of vitamin D a day. And they said, well, it should be enough. And I said, how do you know? Well, that's a lot of vitamin D. I said, how do you know? You have to do a blood test at some point to find out what your baseline is. And I, uh, I'll give you an example. I, I really truly feel that if your vitamin D is less than 60 it's still, you're still in a dangerous area. Um, I tell people, get over 60, and if you can, try to get between 75 and 100. And I've told this story before. There was a gentleman that came in. He had been taking vitamin, so the normal range of vitamin D on a blood test is 30 to 100, 30 to 100. So if you're 31, you're normal. If you're 99, you're normal. And this gentleman was taking 5,000 IUs every day for three months. He did a blood test, and his vitamin D was 18, 18. And I said, I think you should go to 15,000 a day to see how that feels. Do it for two, three months. So he did it, tested himself after three months. He jumped to 84. And I said, that's great. And he said, well, I'm afraid that if I keep taking this, that I keep shooting over 100. And I said, well, maybe you won't. He said, well, I feel better if I can go back to 10,000 a day. I said, I wouldn't do it. But I said, if you want to try it, do it for three months. He did it for three months. He dropped down to 48. 
So he said, okay, I get the message. I need to be at 15,000. Now, the next person could say, I do 1,000, I feel great. I'm not, I, I, it, I cannot judge it. I just tell you that do a blood test at some point simply to find out what, it, what your level is. And vitamin D3, there are plenty of articles and reports out that explain that vitamin D has been used for people who are suffering from cancer. There is something about it. There are, I think there's 26 different cancers that benefit when you use vitamin D3. There is also, we do know that vitamin D is antiviral. So what is the flu? Well, it's a, it's a virus. And when does the flu happen in the winter when nobody gets any sunlight? So vitamin D is antiviral. It's important for bone health. It is important for a sugar metabolism. It's important for energy. It improves the mood. So for me, vitamin D is one of those essential vitamins that I, I have told people, if you take nothing else, do at least vitamin D3, make sure your level is adequate because it's going to give you a lot of benefits in the long run. And, and, so, uh, and for those people who are vegan... Country Life has a spray that is made from lichen. It's a sea vegetable, right, uh, Dr. Ross? Actually, it is a crustacean that grows on the side of It's a, a symbiotic fi- uh, fungus and algae that oh. you see on the side of trees and things. It's not oh. a sea vegetable. It's, it's that, that crustacean thing that you see in rainforest. Okay. It's unusual for it to be high in D3, and this is one of the things that we talked about the first part of the show, Technology today really is beneficial in a lot of ways. That's how this lichen came about. You know, we've got the 5,000 IU soft gel with the, with the lichen, and then we have this spray that's a vanilla flavor with the vanilla bean flavoring in it. Yeah. So the, the lichen is um, really coming into the market well, probably in the last 10 years, only because of technology and, and research. Does that help, Daniel? Uh, yeah, I'll give you a refutation and then uh, leave and go out and shake hands with my friend, the sun. Now, the vast, uh, vast uh, uh, time of humanity uh, didn't have these fancy things in, in uh, the Old Testament, at, at least, but I think there's some fibs in the Old Testament. There were a number of people that lived to be hundreds of years old, and I doubt if they were checking their... Uh, their supplement stash to see uh, if they had enough vitamin D. So uh, uh, those, those are the modern man uh, the, after the, uh, uh, let's see, the anthropipithines uh, or something. Uh, so well, times, I, times have are, changed. Times yeah, have definitely changed. Time, it's not, definitely just, it's not about, changed. yeah, it's not about what happened 10,000 years ago. Uh, it is what we have seen in the last 50 years. We have seen tremendous changes in, in uh, in the production of chemicals and the way they're blown into uh, into the air and what we breathe in and you know in the days of the old testament there was no cars driving around or chimneys that were smoking like crazy or you know um, there's People so many things or, the or prescription did, drugs did, yep. yeah so there's a lot of changes yeah all right well thanks yeah, for the call too. daniel all the best yeah, yeah. okay bye you know, it, it is it is interesting when people become an educator, you think, oh, they're all biased. It's just everything that the company does is great. No, Dr. Audrey Ross, her personal interest and her being in an industry that, had, that has grabbed her attention, that she has made a professional career in, 
because of her own passion and her willingness to study new things that are coming out, reading research, understanding what's going on. It's that, it's that vast amount of information that prompted Country Life to say, you know what, you should come help us to make people understand the benefits and to help us when you see something that is new that we need to pay attention to that we can incorporate that in the product. So it is not that, you know, I really feel with you, you are just not talking about country life. You talk, you support country life because of all the wonderful things they do, but it is what you have done with in your life that benefits country life as well. Well, and that's true. There, you know, I could probably be an educator for pretty much any company because I do know the industry and supplements very well. But it's it's very. Um, it was a, a choice I made to be part of the country life education because of the quality of the products. I wasn't going to go out and just talk about products when I knew that I didn't wholeheartedly believe in what was in that product or the the basis of the company. So it was country life was definitely a company I could deal with because I used to recommend Country Life products when I was in practice. I would tell people, go to the store, get this Country Life product because I was confident in the cleanliness and the quality. And, you know, we're talking about the D ranges right now and how things have changed. When I was doing consults with the medical doctors, the D ranges were 25 to 75. That was the normal range. It's now gone from 30 to 100. So, the the allopathic medical field is slow to respond to yeah. some of the things that we have seen, yeah. but yet National Institutes of Health, which is supposed to be the go-to for allopathic practices, has got so much research on supplements and how they work and, you know, the pros and the cons, too. But it's it's almost to the point that because they're not trained on it in medical school, and by the time they get into practice, they are too busy with patients to really do anything more in-depth unless they make a conscious decision to change. And I know several medical doctors in Texas that, that did that. They, they changed their focus from what they were doing. Mm-hmm. But it's not, it's not common. It's not, it's not as common as it needs to be. It's starting to happen, but it's not as common. But that, and, is, one, that is also one reason why I mentioned earlier it is too bad that the larger vitamin stores have this fear for an FDA simply because they are sharing information. As I mentioned, and when you come in our store, you see this library of books that we have that customers can grab, read, sit down, learn. And these are all reputable people, reputable sources, and in a wide variety of topics. Uh, mm-hmm. ranging anywhere from Lyme disease to vaccinations to thyroid disorders, adrenal imbalances, hormone problems, uh, including uh, uh, fights for uh, against cancer or prostate health or hormonal imbalances, whatever you, you call it. This industry, the field of health, understanding the person from top to toe, bottom from the top of the head to the bottom of the toe of the feet, and then realizing that inside the body – is, is a spirit and a mind and there are emotions. That, to me, makes it such a fascinating industry because they're all connected. And and mm-hmm. the more we learn, the more we realize we don't know yet. And But it is the beauty of being able to listen to customers. And I, listen, I learn from the customers because they tell me what they have done, what they have tried, 
And I simply try to fill in the gaps and make and, and try to explain why certain things may or may not have worked in the past. And mm-hmm. and so that is information. It doesn't make me a doctor. It just means that I have read and the information is out there. Anybody can anybody can look into it. Exactly. And and that's what's disheartening because yeah. there's printed material that people can go to. There's Google searches. There's everything that you can go to. But we're getting so dis- distraught about someone saying something, we're losing that human contact. And that's the problem that I see happening is we've gone to so digital and so have your groceries delivered, don't see anybody. We've lost that human contact. And that's part of that whole mind, body, spirit, that whole connection. We are human beings and we are designed to have connection. We are designed to interact with other people, not by texting, not by emails, not by Snapchat or whatever everybody does. We need to have that human connection. So this is my concern, why FDA and DSHEA and all those regulatory agencies are making people so afraid to share information that's in print. it's, It's so disheartening that it's in print. You can point to the book and and read it, but you and you can't tell them, and that doesn't make any sense to me. So it is, it is. Um, that's why I want to say it. It's really challenging for people who work in the commercial large stores because many of them are there because they do want to help people, but they're restricted in what they can say. Yes, and that's why people do come to a store like mine because they want to get the information, but at the same time, people say. My goodness, you give a lot of information. Are you not afraid the FDA is going to walk in? And I said, what am I saying that is not written in the books that are sitting over here, written by medical doctors? All I have to do is open the book, you know. And so for me, it is not that I shake something out of my sleeve and say, well, why don't you try this? And you use five of those and it was going to cure you from this or that. It's not what I'm saying. We are we are really our own healers. We just have to understand that it is not just a pill. It is not only the diet. It is a combination of mind, spirit, emotions, activity, diet, lifestyle, all the, all the things combined. So anyway, great stuff. When we come back, folks, Dr. Ardu Ross is going to explain more about coenzymated B vitamins. This is Gesundheit with Jacobus. We are going to be right back. Well, let's talk about the B vitamins. This is this is a category of vitamins that people say, yeah, I take B vitamins. But why would people take B vitamins? Well, you know, in our previous hour, we talked about the importance of vitamin D in the immune system. B vitamins have the same, one of those same things that they do. Most people think of B vitamins for energy. Oh, they need their B vitamins for energy. And part of B vitamins' job is to produce energy. But they also help with stress reduction and the effects of stress. They help with carbohydrate metabolism. They help with immune system support. They help with brain function, their cardiovascular nervous system support, hair, skin, and nails. So B vitamins do a host of things. B vitamins are water-soluble. That means that they go through the system and unused portions of them are eliminated through the urinary tract system. Um, But B vitamins are essential. We have to consume them. Yes, we can get them from food. But unless you live in a perfect world where there's no stress, no pollution, no toxins around, you probably need to look at taking a B vitamin supplement. 
the question comes in, well, maybe I just need B12. Maybe I just need B6. Maybe I just... It, it, they work so well together as a family. That's why it's the B complex. Yeah. And, you know, back... 25 years ago, there was only a standard B-complex, which is USP isolate vitamins, and it's not that they're bad for you. That's not, not what we're saying. But again, as with vitamin D, it has to be converted to make it body-ready so the body can utilize it. Yeah. And that's called either methylation, body-ready, coenzymated, however you want to say it. But it means that it is active and ready to go. I see. I see. So that's why when we take B vitamins, looking at a coenzyme B complex is really what you should do. Get all of them together as a family so they can work together and in a coenzyme form so the body can absorb and utilize them quickly. The liver has enough to do today. There's so much that goes through the liver and that filters the blood and we have all the toxins that we're exposed to and perhaps lifestyle choices that aren't always the best. So whenever we can do something to help the liver not have to work so hard, that's always what I recommend to people. And that's why the coenzyme B complex is important in all of us. Every single one of us should be taking a coenzyme B complex at least five days a week, right? but preferably every day. And looking at, again, we talked earlier about supplement facts panel. Well, the front of a bottle or a box can say coenzyme B complex, and in the complex you only have to have one of them being coenzymated or coenzyme B to say that on the front, and that's what's so misleading. And we talked about how we can't talk to people, we can't recommend, we can't do that, but yet manufacturers are allowed to have these less than complete front of a label. So there's a lot of wiggle room in that marketing part in the front of the label. That's okay. why when I would teach supplement facts reading classes, yes. we would always say the front looks really pretty, but let's look and see what's in it. It's called supplement facts yes. for a reason. That's right. And that's where the facts have to be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's where you start comparing bottles. Yeah. And that's why I like the Country Life Coenzyme B Complex, because all seven coenzyme Bs are in there. Well, that is that is true. Now, and and I want to expl- I want to really get into that because it's such an interesting concept. And really, the research that your company has done, and not only that, but to be able to put it together in a complex, is uh, is very powerful to know that that is possible. When you go back, uh, when I go back to when I started in retail back in '94. I remember the company Source Naturals, who still oh. is, exists, and they still have a coenzyme B vitamin. And in those days, I did talk to the rep, who was always at that time very, very informative for me. He said, the reason why we put it in a sublingual tablet is because when you swallow B vitamins that are already coenzymated, they're not going to survive the stomach acid. And he said that uh, it is the best to take it in a sublingual so that you absorb it through the saliva glands and you get the benefits. What has changed over the years that you say, no, you can go ahead and take a tablet or a capsule right now, coenzymate it, uh, you will absorb it. Well, here's the uniqueness with the Country Life Coenzyme B complex. We blend the Coenzyme B with the standard USP vitamin, which helps it get through that stomach. Okay. And when we look at doing sublingual, not every B vitamin is as readily absorbed sublingually as it is through the GI tract. Okay. 
So, yes, back in the day, before there was a lot of research, that was great. That was a great concept. But as we have seen, and as we go forward, for example, it used to be in our coenzyme B complex, and most of them, they would have folic acid combined with folate and call that, you know, simple enough for coenzymation. Now we're realizing that people who have MTHFR who can't convert even folate to methylfolate need only methylfolate. So our formula has been updated again because of that research. Yes. We now only have the methylfolate in there. I see. There's no folic acid and no folate. It's only methylfolate. So when we find out these things, and uniquely enough, methylfolate makes it through the stomach acid. Okay. Okay. So it's it, it's what we are learning as an industry that what we thought back in the day, there's new techniques to test that can help us fine-tune. Hmm. And, and that's where we look at, okay, so this starts to make more sense now, why this works so well, because it's the thought was, yes, sublingually because of stomach acid, but some things like the acid environment, for example, plant cellulose, can get through stomach acid, but then basically dissolves in uh, an ethyl cellulose, which is one um, link broken, will will actually melt in neutral pH. So we're learning things all the time. Yeah. Now that's so with, this interesting. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, I interrupted. With a with a coenzyme B complex, we have all seven coenzyme Bs in there. We only have the methylfolate, and in the B twelve part of the coenzyme B complex, we have methylcobalamin and dibenkozide. Yes. And what is dibenkozide? Dibenkozide is the form of methylcobalamin, B12, that actually helps the body with the production of ATP. And ATP is the energy cycle in the cell. Correct. Right. So the B vitamins in general... Um, are what we call essential. That means that we don't make them ourselves. We have to get it from an outside source, either from food, but because the way the soil is being prepared and treated these days, many of the of the of the vegetables and many of the grains are lacking adequate or balanced B vitamins. And because of that, when you start having a problem with B vitamins, and simply the way that your body is functioning. When you start reading what a B1, a B2, B3, B5, all these B vitamins, biotin, folic acid, all these do for you, you realize that it says, there is some great information out there that says, if you are deficient in this B vitamin, these are some of the symptoms that you could experience. Mm -hmm. You find out that a lot of people are actually saying, my God, this is what I'm dealing with. Mm -hmm. And so they may simply be lacking B vitamins. And I think, therefore, that what, what in this case, uh, Country Life has done by, by making a B complex where all the B vitamins are in a nice dose. And you can always take more capsules if you, if you need to. But when the absorbability is high and the milligrams are right, then take, take a few and watch the change. Now, it, I, I also think, Audrey, that with everything that you do, you, you have to give it a week or two see what happens, then make well, a decision, especially with the B vitamin is water-soluble, but then make a, decide, make a choice if you say, you know what, maybe I need three a day. Maybe I only need one a day. Exactly, and you are in charge of your body. 
I always tell people, you know, your, your blood changes over every four months. B vitamins you should feel within the first month. Yes. You should notice a difference. And I look at people who come in and they, oh, I want that B. Oh, I've been taking this one and it's on sale. And it, it's, you have to look at what's going to benefit your body the best. Mm-hmm. And having all seven coenzyme Bs in there with only the methylfolate and the dibenkozide and methylcobalamin, you've got the option for your body to have a nice, easy release of these B vitamins into the system to do what they need to do. Yes. And, and that's what we're looking at these for. Some people I know take two in the morning and two in the afternoon. Okay. Don't take them before bed because your ATP production is going to happen there. Yes, yes, <laughs> Maybe yes. it's 3 o'clock in the, in the evening or in yes. the morning cleaning the house. Mm-hmm. But taking B vitamins, and again, we're not saying that the standard B vitamins are bad, but the body has to convert them through the liver. In that process through the liver, you have something called first-pass loss where you lose some of the dosage. And if you're under stress, you may lose 90% of that dosage that you see on the bottle just yes. in that conversion process. Yes. So if you're taking a B100 and you're saying, gee, B vitamins, I'm not feeling any benefit from this. If they're not coenzymated Bs, that's probably why. Yes. So I challenge people, okay, you've been taking B vitamins, yeah, you feel pretty good. Try the Country Life Coenzyme B Complex for one month, regular, then stop. Yes. Then you will notice what the difference is in taking a coenzyme complex that has all eight or all seven coenzyme Bs in there. Yeah. Biotin does not have a coenzyme B for it and not. Mm. Now, I know that most of the time when people say, oh, I'm going to take a B vitamin, they're looking for a little pick-me-up, little energy. But not every B vitamin is per se an energizer. They are, again, when you use the whole family of them, that con- includes PABA and, and niacin and et cetera, um, these are, they all have a function. And somehow... The combination of all, even though they have their own function, the combination of all is is very interesting and seems to work just fine. When do you recommend that people would take a single B vitamin, uh, usually, of course, with other B complex combined, but to take an extra B1 or an extra B3 and or an extra B12, when when does something like that happen for you? So, again, we go back to blood tests. A lot of vegan people, vegan, vegetarian, are low in B12. And, again, if you are in your blood B12 low, if you've tried the B-complex for a a month or so and you see the B12 still isn't coming up, and normally that does happen with vegan, vegetarian, then take a B12. You know my favorite B1 is the benfotiamine, which is the fat-soluble B1. And people well, you just said B vitamins are water-soluble. Again, thank you, technology, because we have discovered there is a thiamine, benfotiamine, that's a fat fiber B1 that helps with neuropathy, specifically yes. peripheral neuropathy. From diabetes. From, from diabetes. From diabetes, yes. But I hear, because I travel all the United States, I hear so many people say, you know, I've had customers that have come in and said that benfotiamine helps with my shingles pain. Well, that's a nerve. That's a nerve pain. Or my sciatica got better. Or my nerve pain from when I had knee replacement surgery and they they damaged a nerve. That's gone away. So benfotiamine is just in its infancy, in my personal opinion, that if you've got nerve issues of any kind, try the benfotiamine. 
150 milligrams with breakfast, 150 milligrams with dinner. See how that works for you. Some people, if they've got severe or chronic that has been going on for a long time, I'll say take one with each meal. But it is a fat-soluble, so I always recommend taking that with food because it's not in an oil base. It's just in a powder base. Mm. So Mm. those those are the things. When you are deficient, that's when you want to take it. Now, there is also something about people who have migraine headaches, and I think it is either that uh, people have taken a combination of magnesium with B6 or magnesium with B2. Which one was that? B2, probably. B6 is one of those things that also works in nerves, and you can can actually take too much B6. Okay, okay. Um, And B6 also helps with um, stress. Well, and so, B6 is important for homocysteine conversion into correct. methionine, and that is another right. thing B6, that the B12, Bs are yeah. so important. B6, B12, and folate. Yeah. So, you know, those again, it works as a family. Yes. And that's part of the taking the complex and see how you do from there. Just as with the vitamin D that we talked about, taking D3, see what your levels are. If you are not deficient in B12, you don't need to take a separate B12 just because you think you need to yes. for more energy. Why don't you take the, the coenzyme B complex, see how that does, because that dibenkozide is your key in there for energy. Now, coming back to migraines, I hear more and more people who have migraine headaches, and there could be different reasons for that. I've seen people who have migraine headaches because they're eating... Um, uh, monoso- they have monosodium glutamate in their diet mm-hmm. or they do take aspartame and chewing gum, something mm-hmm. like that can really trigger migraine headaches. But if people say, you know, I've had accidents or I've had a whiplash and I have constant migraine headaches, wh- if they, the, I have heard that when people take then in this case the vitamin B2 with magnesium mm-hmm. several times a day, there is relief very quickly. Mm-hmm. That well, and what does magnesium do? It relaxes. Yes. And that helps because whiplash, um, accidents, those type of things, those are all affecting not only muscle but nerve as well. Yeah. And you have to relax that whole system. Magnesium, I hear a lot of people say magnesium, and but then they're afraid of it because they're afraid of a bathroom issue, that they may have loose stools. That's Correct. why the magnesium glycinate is so important. Yes, that's a good and, one. Mm-hmm. And, that, and you can take... A lot of magnesium glycinate before you ever have a bathroom issue because of the way it's chelated with the glycine. Mm. So when people have migraine issues, it is going to what is the problem? Is it stress-related? Is it toxin-related? Is it food-related? There are so many triggers for migraines. It's not just about taking an anti-inflammatory. Yes, totally true. And uh, we have a caller on hold who would like to ask you a question. Good morning, caller. Thanks for waiting. What is your name? How can we help you, please? My name's Tom. Hey, Tom. Hi. Hi. Uh, hey, Doc. I have a question for you. Okay. How much, much B6 is too much B6? Oh, that's so different for everybody. There's that's not, what it, I thought. Yeah, there's not one number, and everybody is different on what they need for nutrition. So what you need to do, that's why the B-complex is so wonderful to take instead of taking each individual one, because it's in a balance. And that's what we want to do. The body wants to always stay in homeostasis in balance. So instead of taking each individual B, taking the coenzyme B-complex is a much better choice to do to see how that works in your body. And then after four months, see if you still have that deficiency. 
I see. Huh. I, well, I, I don't seem to have any B vitamin B deficiencies. I'm taking a, uh, a natural uh, multivitamin. Yes. With, a, with, with over, you know, not 100% of this and 100% of that. It's like 300% and 500%. Well, but those are old numbers, Tom. Those are those date back to 1941, and that is 70, 70 plus years ago. So, uh, Yeah, and that's also from laying on, uh, just keeping somebody alive, laying on a couch correct. doing nothing. <laughs> that's exactly correct. And, you know, everybody says, well, I'm taking, uh, I'm taking a good multi. That's great. That's awesome. But we still use up B vitamins so quickly. I do, I mean, I you probably know, I, have a- I actually need to stop you both because we have a hard break coming up. Okay. Tom, when we come back, we'll continue that conversation. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, folks, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Stay tuned, please. Running on empty. That's what many of us do, actually. We just don't get enough nutrition. And then we don't have the right kind of vitamins to absorb so that we keep running on empty. That's not good. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back. We are halfway through the show. Gesundheit with Jacobus this morning. This last half hour, we were talking and, and Tom called in and asked, well, how much is too much vitamin B6? And you, you said, well, it, it really depends on the individual. Now, many times we are talking about a vitamin B6 that is regularly available. Uh, peroxidine is the other name for it. It is either 100 milligram or it is 500 milligram. But there is something about the P5P, which is the coenzymated form of B6, which has a much better absorbability. And, and what we see is that these usually don't have to come in these large amounts. You could have like a 50 milligram or a 25 milligram because it is better absorbed. What are some of the benefits of B6? I do know that it is good for, uh, amongst other things, the homocysteine conversion into methionine for people who have heart problems. Correct. It also is part of helping with support um, the effects of stress. Okay. Um, it can help with with nerves as well. Yeah. So B6 in and of itself is, um, if you're taking B6 individually as a B vitamin by itself, it needs to be for a specific condition. Yeah. That's what you want to take it for. Again, going back to the complex. When you have a complex that has the P5P in it, which is the coenzyme form of B6, remember when they're coenzyme, they don't have to go through the liver, so you don't lose the dosage. And mm-hmm. that's the important part, why you can take less of a coenzyme form of any B or any product, like you can take less of D3 than of D2 because it doesn't have to be converted. So anytime you take it in the body-ready form of any nutrient, your body has less likelihood to lose most of the dosage. Okay. Okay. For example, we talked about the P5P for the coenzyme form of B6. Methylfolate, the coenzyme form of folic acid and folate. Folate is food form folic acid. Methylfolate is the form of folic acid that crosses the blood-brain barrier to help the body produce serotonin. Oh, wow. So there are so many people, and when I do public speaking, I always tell people, what what commercials do you see the most when you watch television? It's either for diabetic products or depression products. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. So when you're looking at inability to produce serotonin, that's your feel-good hormone. If your body can't produce serotonin, you will have a tendency towards depression. Okay. What I'm seeing on television now are commercials for if your antidepressant isn't working, call your doctor and he will give you another prescription to make it work better. Yes. Well, that's obviously not the problem. Then. No. We have, a, we have a deficiency. If your prescription medicine isn't working, there's something else wrong. And MTHFR, the mutation on the gene to convert folic acid or folate into methylfolate to cross the blood-brain barrier mm. is happening more than we know. As NIH and FDA and everybody are realizing, oh, wait, there's another problem here, and NIH does the research and they find, oh, yes, they say 40% of the population can't convert wow. folic acid or folate into methylfolate. Wow. Some studies say 60%. There is one clinical professor of psychiatry at the University of Memphis in Tennessee that is teaching his students that when they have patients that present with mild depression, the first course of treatment should be testing for the MTHFR mutation. The reason being when he was in clinical practice, he just did a survey, this is not scientific, but he found 72% of his patients that presented with mild, deficient, mild depression had MTHFR. Wow. They couldn't convert folate into methylfolate. So there are five different mutations along this process. Wow. Many of us have one or two mutations and don't have really any side effects from it. Mm. But you talked, mentioned migraines before. Yes. Somebody, if they have all five mutations okay. and they take anything, whether it be bread, food, supplements that have folic acid in, they can trigger a migraine. Oh, I see. Because, yes, and that you often see breads that are folic acid fortified. Exactly. Because we're saying that it is so important to get it, but those who cannot convert that, they have, they're stuck with that extra folic acid Right, and, so, and it's causing oh, a, okay. a toxic reaction. Oh. On NIH, because of their research, we, came, we, we talk folic acid important for pregnant women. Well, NIH actually says, National Institutes of Health, yes. says women who are considering getting pregnant should take methylfolate 30 days prior to conception. Huh. The reason being, by the time a woman knows she's pregnant, the neurotube is either closed or not, and that's part of what the folic acid is for, is for that, that, that nerve um, closing, the neurotube, neurotube closing, so you don't have spinal bifida. That, oh. was, that was the discovery. Oh, these children that were born with spinal bifida, the mothers had low folic acid in their blood. Mm. Okay? Hmm. So NIH is saying, because we do not know the scope of the human body that we think we do. Yes, <laughs> there are course. so many things we don't know. Absolutely. They're actually recommending women who are contemplating having a child should take methylfolate, not folic acid, but methylfolate 30 days prior to conception to make sure that they have enough of that form that can cross the blood-brain barrier into that new baby to help prevent that spinal bifida 
from happening. Why is the milligrams of methylfolate so low? Is it really, like I said earlier, because you absorb more of it so you don't need as much? Uh, can people can people overdose on a methylfolate? Um, yes, you can overdose on anything. Methylfolate, because the dose is low there, again, does not have to be converted. So you don't need as much. Okay, It's ready to go. It doesn't have to go through the liver. It is ready to go. So overdosing on methylfolate, you would have to take a lot to do that. But I wouldn't take methylfolate by itself unless you have a blood test that shows you are low in folic acid. And the blood test tests on folic acid, that is absolutely correct. But you can get a, a nutritional test done that will test all of your nutrients, and it will actually test for folate on some of the ones that you do, that you send in separately that aren't done normally by the medical doctor. Methylfolate, if people have potentially mild depression, should be a go-to supplement. You can take that in in addition to the Kobe complex if they know they are MTHFR. Okay. So... What are some of the symptoms that people feel when they have MTHS, MTHFR? Uh, I see over here on a website, having more folate in your diet means you're better able to create the active form of M5, MTHF. And uh, it talks about beans and lentils, leafy green vegetables like raw spinach, asparagus, romaine, broccoli, avocado, and bright-colored fruits, such as oranges and mangoes. Right. And, and they, they also say that uh, it may help you with leaky gut and IBS. So uh, anxiety and depression, heart health. Um, Again, that's part of lowering homocysteine, that, that cascade of bees sure. that help lower homocysteine. Right. Now, some medications can further deplete already low folate acid, uh, folate levels or interfere with methylation. And it says, speak with your doctor if you take any of the following drugs. And again, we are just over-medicated as a country. But it talks about antibiotics, birth control pills, hormone replacement therapy drugs, anticonvulsants, antacids, uh, pain relievers, antidepressants, chemotherapy treatments, cholesterol-lowering drugs, nitrous, oxi- nitrous oxide, um, mm-hmm. methotrexate for rheumatoid arthritis, metformin for diabetes and PCOS. This is, if you look at it this way, Dr. Ross, now all of a sudden we're talking about not just the 70% who have it, but how many people are on these specific drugs and therefore accelerate the risk of not being able to absorb folic acid. Well, and and it's not just folic acid or folate. It's all nutrients because when you're on a prescription medication, that is also taken in uh, breaking down through the liver, and that's where your food goes. That's where your blood gets cleaned. That's where your supplements go. That's where everything... The liver is just overtaxed. So anytime you can take a supplement that will help the body and be able to be absorbed almost instantaneously in the methylated form where the liver doesn't have to do any work. Anytime we take prescription medicine, we're slowing down the ability of the liver to do its job with our other nutrients. 
I see. So when you take food, for example, if you eat all those wonderful foods, that's great, that's folate. Sure. still has to convert to methylfolate to cross the blood-brain barrier. Yes. Folate still has its position. Folate still does other work. Yes. It's not only for that. But if people are finding that they have tendencies toward depression or they have tendencies towards immune system problems or they have tendencies towards migraines, that should be something they should look at. I see. Anything that has to do with brain function should be looked at for MTHFR. There are tests that will you can ask your doctor for, and some insurances are actually paying for it now because of the research that's showing so many people have this issue. Yes, yes. Of not being able to convert. Now, if you can't convert from folate to methylfolate, my thinking is, are there other methylation processes you're having trouble with? I see. That's Coming down the road, I see future studies and looking at that. But it's, it's making me question, hmm, we're doing too many isolated nutrients and prescription medicines. The liver is exhausted. I see. You know, that's an interesting thing. The, the isolated supplements or the isolated uh, prescription drugs. Mm-hmm. Now, what is the blood test that you're talking about? Is it a blood test for folic acid or a blood test for methylfolate? Okay, so there is there's um, spectros, spectrocell labs in Houston, and you can get you know it's a separate. It costs you your. I mean, you have to pay for it, but they have a nutritional balance test that you can do where they test all of your nutrients and see where you are deficient. They go as deep as coenzyme Q10. So then there's different levels of it. It's called your nutri- nutrition balance test. Okay, I think is what they call it, and it's actually um, a test where they look at what is your actual levels of B1, B2, B3, B6? B- what are your levels of coenzyme Q10? What's your level of C? What's your level? And it goes through a, a deep testing of what your true nutrient levels are. Okay. And is this and in Houston? There's a Houston lab? It's a Houston lab. Um, let me see if I can find it, and I'll, I'll talk about it in our next half hour. <clears throat> um, but it's... This is something that people who are really, truly interested in it, this is where you can get a really good analysis. You still want to work with your doctor, get your blood test done, because they can do an MTHFR blood test that's, like I said, sometimes covered by insurance now because of symptoms. So Mm -hmm. those are things you can do. You can get B12 on your blood test. You can get D on your blood test, all paid for by most insurances. Wow. This one is not. This isn't going to be an out-of-pocket expense. So if you start with what your doctor will do, your D's, your B12, your folate, that type of thing, start there. And then if we still have issues, then you can go a little bit deeper through a more advanced testing on the nutritive values in your in your actual, in your system, because everybody's going to be a little bit different. Mm-hmm. But MTHFR normally is covered nowadays. D3 is, never used to be, back in the day, it never used to be covered. Um B12, um, it, it depends on your doctor, too, and what they can order and what your insurances will cover. Mm. Some cover it all, some cover part, some only cover D3. And they're, they're Because of all the different types of insurance, I can't tell you exactly what's going to be covered on each individual person. But check with your doctor. Find out what they can test. Okay, good point, good point. Uh, would be interesting for people to know if they have MTHFR, uh, but otherwise, is that just a way to test for folic acid, or would you be tested for methylfolate? 
is only for folate and folic acid. So if those numbers are fine, do you happen to know, and I know labs are all different, but what is a number that you know would you, you would be comfortable with to be in the range? Oh, that, that's going to vary. Okay. <laughs> because how they test it and what they consider normal range. Correct. Here's what I tell people. When there is a range on your blood test, like from 50 to 100, go 75. That's a good range. If your range is 20 to 100, go 60. So okay. take that median number in the ranges because the labs have their own range, ranges. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's where you want to look at. That's what I, when I was in practice, that's how I was, would look at because you'd see so many different tests from so many different labs and the ranges were all different. And it's how they process the blood serum. I see. So okay. it's one of those things. So it, um, I just pulled this up real quick. It's SpectraCell Laboratories Micronutrient Test. Say it one more time, please. What's the laboratory? SpectraCell, S-P-E-C-T-R-A-C-E-L-L Laboratories. Laboratories. And they have all kinds of tests. They can do micronutrient testing. They can do lipoprotein particle profile. Huh. That's a whole other topic. They can do telomere testing. They can do all kinds of testing. Really? So, yeah. They're, they've been around for quite some time. Huh. They're gaining popularity and people understanding that there's more than just a blood test to tell them that they can get from their doctor. Yeah. They do a really good job. Huh. And they keep your records on file so you can maybe get one in another year compared to what you have. So they've got a whole patient file and you can all, can go through there and they do help with advice. Yes. But it's one of those things that I used to use this lab. I recommend this lab. I didn't use them specifically, but I'd say if patients wanted more in-depth information, mm-hmm. they could go and do that and then bring me back the test and we can review it. Yeah. So it's it's a wonderful... Um, clinical testing lab that is really doing some additional testing that I think we'll see become more prevalent. They used to do the lipoprotein profile testing to test your particulate size. They were the only one that used to do it. Now you can get that from some doctors, especially if you're looking at internal medicine doctors. So they're doing the testing, the cutting-edge testing, before it becomes mainstream. Now a lot of this will never become mainstream, but they're the ones that are so important, MTHFR for one, no yes. one used to test that. Yes. They used to. And now that's a test you get from your doctor. So we have to look at what you need individually. Yeah. What your doctor can provide. Yes. What your insurance will pay for. And then if you want to go the next step, how much out of pocket do you want to spend? And they have a whole range of things. Right different pricing but it's it's a really reputable lab okay well i'll i'll definitely look into that uh, to 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 close out here f- about the mthfr <clears throat> so if people uh many times children you find out that they are very sensitive and they have issues going on such as depression and pcos and there is uh, adhd amongst other things and bipolar disorders migraines chronic pain and, and all that so then if that is the case it would be safe, even without a test, to to take uh, methylfolate and and see if that is helping, or would you say no, none whatsoever? Would you recommend that people say, "Let's start taking some methylfolate here"? Well, a small dosing, yeah, 
Okay. Just, you know, separate small dosing. But I would, rather than just do the methylfolate, do the coenzyme B complex. The complete, or the, the complete that com- plus because the Because most of the time that's what it is. It's not just It's not just a single nutrient deficiency especially in our kids with the diets that they're not getting exactly everything that they need. And that's why our powders are really good for that because you can adjust the dosage. Yeah. And you can mix it up in, in food. You can mix it up. So if if children are experiencing some of these challenges, use that coenzyme B complex powder and do like a half a dose and see how they do and then work it up to a full dose. Yeah. It's, it normally, in my opinion, it's the complex that we're missing, okay. not just okay. an individual nutrient, unless we know that via testing. Right. So that is really good that you say that uh, again. Folks, I would really recommend come in to the Gesundheit Nutrition Center, look for the country life, coenzymated B complex, and they have it either in capsules or powder. And then there is another one that is the coenzymated B complex advanced. And that one has three extra B vitamins that are in a uh, coenzymated form. And uh, the the three are something called PQQ, which is, I think, for ATP production, right? Mm-hmm. And then there is the uh, ANADA, N-A-D-H, that is the coenzymated niacin. And it contains, uh, what was the third one that it has? Benfotiamine. Oh, benfotiamine. That's right. That's right. So My favorite B1. <laughs> so would that actually be the best way to go? I mean, for anybody? No. I would say just generally speaking, the coenzyme B complex is great. That's where everybody needs to go. Okay. If you have issues with blood sugar or diabetic issues, then I would do the Kobe Advance because of that little bit of benfotiamine in there. Yeah. And the PQQ and NADH. Okay. Okay. That, All right. I mean, can you take Kobe Advance if you're not diabetic or dealing with blood sugars? Most certainly. Mm-hmm. But if you just want to get started and you've never taken a B vitamin before, most people are very happy with the results with the standard coenzyme B complex. Okay, great. And then, the, and then take it in a powder form if you have a hard time with capsules. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, this is really helpful information. Before we go to the break, there was a question, a text message, uh, not completely related to the B vitamins, but the question is from Tom. He says, why did Country Life discontinue the glutenzyme? Ha! One raw material issue. They stopped making the glutenzyme. Oh. That, uh, that actual raw material is no longer available to us. Uh-huh. So what we are doing is we're developing another gluten digestive enzyme product. And again, as Country Life always does, we have to do a great amount of testing to make sure the stability, that we're going to have the cleanliness, that we can have exactly what we want as far as a high-quality product. It is in work right now. We did not just discontinue it because we wanted to stop making it. It was because of a raw material issue. All right. Good point. All right, we have done uh, two hours already with you. We only have an hour to go, and we have, again, so much more to talk about. We need to I talk know. about some athletic nutrition. We want to talk about uh, the, the hormone balancing of, uh, in both men and women. So I think we should start with those when we come back and then see where it takes us. Uh, folks, Audrey Ross, Dr. Audrey Ross, my guest this morning on Gesundheit with Jacobus. She is one of the educators, national educators of Country Life Vitamins. 
Uh, check out the full line of products at countrylifevitamins.com or come to the store. We'll be right back after the break. Thanks for listening today. Dr. Audrey Ross, good morning to you, and thanks for spending all this time with us. Oh, you're so welcome. I can't believe we've already done two hours. It's yes. just gone by so fast. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Very fast. Now, we uh, we have discussed a lot about B vitamins, and just talk about B vitamins, I have a feeling that you and I can easily cover three hours, but we also told people we want to talk some about hormone health in both men and women. We want to talk about the athletic uh, n- nutrition that is often failing. What do you want to jump on? I want to talk about athletic, and I don't want to really call it athletic, um, but I want to say living nutrition because the way protein or, or protein in general is really a topic right now that I get a lot of questions on, especially uh-huh. when I'm in the field. How much protein do we need? What protein's the best? What should we look for? What's the difference? Yeah. So I think what we need to talk about first as far as whether we talk athletic or whether we talk just everyday health, Yes. a lot of people think they're getting enough protein slash amino acids in their diet, and they're really not. And there are vegans who want just plant protein, which is fine. That's a choice. But you have to make sure that you have the right combination of different plant proteins to get your full amino acid profile that the body needs. Vegetarians and what I'll call carnivores, <laughs> yes, we can do the the whey protein because that's ABA certified vegetarian mm-hmm. and it comes from milk, but it's how much and how it's processed and what we need to what we need to look at on labels. So when we talk about our protein needs, just for everyday living, when you don't exercise, just to go through your normal day, yes, you need 0.4 grams protein slash amino acids for every pound of body weight. Okay. So when you look at the needs, that's people think, oh, wow, that's a lot. Because strangely enough, I hear, oh, we need 35 grams of protein a day. Well, it's based on weight, so you can't say that for everyone. The days you exercise, you need 0.8 grams of protein per pound of body weight. So what that means is we have to look at what we are consuming. And those numbers are done at the um, Whey Protein Institute along as well as the Centers for, um, what is it called, for the personal training uh, centers that do personal training. And oh, they okay. Teach, they teach how to do, uh, how to get people certified as personal trainers. American College of Sports Medicine. That's oh, it. okay, okay, okay. Yes, <laughs> all right. Didn't know that one. It came to me. Um, So we need to look at what are we consuming? Are we consuming enough? And the Whey Protein Institute has a website that people can go to to look for much more information, much more um, documentation, podcasts, all different studies. Really? that, That support the importance of consuming whey protein for the body, we we talked about vitamin D3. We talked about coenzyme B vitamins and how to make it easy for the body. Well, whey protein isolate, if it's done properly, if it's processed properly, is very easy for the body to absorb and utilize those amino acids. The bioavailability of amino acids in protein is, re- is um, measured on the pedicus scale or the dias scale, basically how well the body can absorb the amino acids. How do you call those scales? 
PDCAAS, Pedicus Scale, which is Protein Digestibility Corrected Amino Acid Score. Okay. What that is done, it's been adopted since 1993 by the FDA, is how to determine protein quality. So this test is done on fecal matter, okay. and it is a formula to basically calculate how much of the amino acids that you have consumed are actually used in the body. The newest and upcoming scoring process is the DIAS score, D-I-A-A-S, the Digestible Indispensable Amino Acid Score. Okay. So that test is done at the end of the small intestine, so there's no formula that has to be done there. It's okay. the exact what it is, because when you're doing fecal matter, you have other things that are in there, so you have to do a formula. This yeah. is done right at the end of the small intestine. Yeah. So there's the pedicus score, the dias score. In, um, FDA has recommended that we start moving to the dias score because it is more exact, but on the Whey Protein Institute website, they're still using the pedicus score. Okay. Only because okay. that's still the norm. Only since 2013 has the diet score been around, so you know it does take us time to switch from one to another. But it will come. It okay. will come. And, and some of the some products are already registered on the diet score, especially when we're talking plant proteins. Anyway, the Whey Protein Institute website talks about the necessary need for amino acids. Okay. Because amino acids do so many things. It's not just about building muscle. And amino acids help with the immune system. They're a precursor to enzymes and neurotransmitters. They're precursors to hormones. They contain nitrogen, which the body then uses that. And fats and carbohydrates, your other three macronutrients, don't contain nitrogen. Right, right, so right. Amino acids are the building blocks of the body. They are necessary for energy. They're necessary for multiple functions. The body has 20 base amino acids in okay. different forms. Okay. So muscle atrophy, people who have had gastric bypass, their digestive tract has been short-circuited. So they need a very easy-to-utilize amino acid supplement. And it's not just any protein supplement. It has to be to where the body can actually absorb and utilize those amino acids. Right, right. Okay. So, I, 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 I want to quickly come back on, on something you just mentioned, how much to use. What I have done, uh, been doing with people, I ask them what their ideal weight is. Mm -hmm. So if they say, well, let's say somebody is 300 pounds, I don't think that I would recommend, and 5 foot 2, I would probably not recommend 0.4 grams. And I think that you probably would agree with me that it has to do more with where would you be what is the normal weight for you, for your height, for your body type? Um, what weight is normal? So if somebody says, well, I'm 170 right now, but I would really feel great if I was 150. I've been there, done that. I've just been gaining weight. Then I would figure this number based on about 150 pounds. Can you agree with that? Or do you go by uh, 0.4 grams? Oh. For weight loss, if, if someone is obese and for weight loss, they need to cut back on everything. Okay. But they need to make sure that they're getting enough amino acids for the body to do its job. Do you change that number when the person is more active, goes to the yes. gym, works out? Okay. Yes. Right. Then it almost doubles. Yes, I agree. Okay. 
So it, it is on a personal level, but this is a rule of thumb yeah. for people who are not in the obese category or have a substantial amount of weight to lose. I, I do want to continue with this because it's very, very important. But we do have a caller patiently waiting. Let's get a caller on. Good morning, caller. Thanks for joining the show. What is your name? How can we help you, please? Hi, Jacobus. It's Carol. Hey, How Carol. Are you? Good morning to hey. you. Good morning. So I, I haven't listened to the whole interview, but I've loved the last few minutes. So this has already been covered. Just give me a quick answer. If not, I'd like more. I'm on a modified keto um, diet. Is there a product, a whey or a protein powder that your guest would recommend? Great guest, by the way. Thank you. Oh, so thank much. you. Thank and you. And I'll hang, I'll hang up and listen to the answer. Okay, so you're on a modified keto diet, and uh, she wants to know if there is anything that you would recommend as far as protein is concerned that she should uh, try. The BioCam whey protein isolate. Okay. Um, and, and the reason is this is basically amino acids. <laughs> that's what it is. Um, and that's what our building blocks are necessary for. And the BioCam whey protein isolate is unique because it's a dual-filtered whey protein isolate. So your fats, your cholesterol, your lactose, your casein are gone. You're just getting these wonderful amino acid building blocks. Very easy for the body to absorb and utilize. It has basically a 100% rating on the pedicure score. That means 100% of those amino acids can be used. Wow. Where huh. if you eat, for example, say you eat salmon, you think that's a good thing to eat. Yes. Okay? Uh-huh. Well, the pedicure score on salmon only runs at about 0.7, so it's about 70% of the amino acids are actually utilized. I see. So if you consume 40 grams of salmon, you may only be getting 28 grams of bioavailable amino acids. Okay, okay. So that's why whey protein isolate, the biochem whey protein isolate specifically, is so unique and so beneficial, especially for people who are on certain diets have had the gastric bypass, are looking to lose weight, gain weight, support the immune system. Whey protein isolate, done properly, contains two components, immunoglobulin and lactoferrin, that help support the immune system. People forget about that. They forget that whey protein isolate, which is a byproduct of making cheese, by the way. Okay, yes. Comes from milk. That is the only source of immunoglobulin and lactoferrin that you can get naturally. Mm-hmm. And immunoglobulin and lactoferrin are difficult to add to supplements because they're very fragile. Now, how the whey protein isolate is processed also plays a role on how well it will work in the body. So, whey protein, the byproduct of make, making cheese, curds and whey. Little Miss Muffet, okay? Cheese curds, cheese curds are made by taking milk and putting them in a rennet that actually will ferment it and make the cheese, the milk curl. So that curd is then pressed because there's a liquid inside of that. That liquid is called whey protein concentrate. Okay. That whey protein concentrate will have the fat, the cholesterol, the lactose, and the casein that you would find in dairy. So people don't understand that concentrate versus isolate are two different, two totally different products. That was one of my questions for you, actually. See, look at there. I answered yeah. before you even asked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a whey protein concentrate will contain the fat, cholesterol, lactose, and casein. People who want to feel full longer, people who don't have 
lactose intolerant, people who want to have a more slow release of those amino acids into the system. That's who'd want the whey protein concentrate. A lot of bodybuilders will do that because they will not go catabolic at four hours after their food has left the stomach and into the digestive tract. So whey protein concentrate does have a purpose. But most people are looking for just that base amino acid profile. That's what we really need is those building blocks. So then comes whey protein isolate. To get a whey protein isolate, you take the concentrate and you process it. So there's different ways to process it. You can do something called ion exchange, which is putting chemicals in that whey protein concentrate to artificially release and change and break apart those other components. Well, ion exchange also creates something called beta-lac, and that's a very highly allergic component that is formed. Okay. So anytime, again, you go back, whether it says on the front or not, you look on the back supplement facts panel to see if there's any ion exchange whey protein isolate in there. Because a lot of times, to make a product less expensive, you blend different types of isolate. So it could be an ion exchange blend. It could be a hydrolyzed blend. So hydrolyzing a concentrate takes the concentrate and heats it. Okay, okay. Both of those processes, you will lose the immunoglobulin lactoferrin because, as I said, they're very delicate. So on the back of the bottle or can or whatever it is, if you see ion exchange or hydrolyzed, you know you've lost the immunoglobulin and lactoferrin. Ultrafiltered is a big focus right now on whey protein. You want ultrafiltered whey protein. That is where it's run through membranes, so you don't have heat or chemicals and you can still maintain the immunoglobulin lactoferrin. However, when we look at the biochem whey protein, this is unique because we not only ultrafilter, we microfilter it. It's the same batch of concentrate that is dual filtered. And what this does, it ends up with this very clean, very easy to digest, very easy to mix up, and wonderful tasting whey protein isolate that you can add to a smoothie or make it as your smoothie, mix it in water. It is a gentle filtration process that is cold filtered so you maintain the immunoglobulin lactoferrin. You also get 20 grams of undenatured whey protein isolate per serving from grass-fed cows. Two small scoops. It depends. If it's a small scoop, it's two small scoops. If it's a bigger scoop, it's one scoop. We have small scoop and bigger scoop. All right. So... Some of them are now coming with the new packaging, have got just the one big scoop. So yeah. it's just whatever it says. If it says serving size, two scoops, or the small scoop. Okay. If it's serving size, one scoop, it's the larger scoop. This, the serving size is the same. It's just how many scoops, depending on what's in your can that correct, you're getting. Correct, correct. Look, look at the label. That's right. Look at the label. So you're talking, I know sometimes you say it kind of quick because you have done this before, but what she's talking about you want to have the a whey protein that has the immunoglobulin and lactoferrin still in it, so that is good for the immune system. Correct. And if and 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 there are quite a few proteins that have that, either overheated or heated out or filtered out, and that's not the way to go. And so the biochem uh, isolate protein, whey protein isolate, is not only just ultra filtered; it's also micro filtered, cold filtered, micro filtered. Correct. It is dual filtered, and it will tell you that on the can. And so, again, I, I talk to people and say, you know, why don't you look and see what's on the on the can? 
And a quick story, a personal story, a friend of mine is lactose intolerant and she started working out with a personal trainer and the personal trainer said you need to get whey protein because personal trainers know that whey protein is very easy, especially with branched chain amino acids in it. That whey whey protein is very easy for the body to absorb and utilize to help with that muscle repair. So she immediately called me and said, well, my trainer said I had to take whey protein and I'm lactose intolerant and I can't take whey protein. And I told her, go to your store and get the Biochem whey protein isolate. You will be fine with that because it's 99% lactose free. Mm. So three days later, she called me and she said, I can't take this, this whey protein isolate either. I said, well, did you get the Biochem? And she said, well, no. I saw this other brand and they said it was good, so I picked it up. I know. You can and tell went, people, but you can't tell them much. I know. So I said, well, go get that canister and let's just look at it. And she did. She got. She said, it says right here on the front, whey protein isolate. I said, that's amazing. Now turn it over to where it says supplement facts and read under the other ingredients part what it says. And she said, it says microfiltered whey protein isolate. I said, great. What else does it say? Ultra-filtered whey protein isolate, awesome. So you've got two different components there. One is a micro-filtered, one is an ultra-filtered. It's not dual-filtered. There's just two different types of filtration. I said, does it say anything else? She said, yes. It says whey protein concentrate. Oh, you told me not to get that. I said, exactly my point. The majority of that product is an isolate, so they could put that on the front. Mm. But it was blended with a concentrate, number one, because it made the product less expensive, number two, because it then was able to make a smoother taste because it wasn't the dual-filtered isolate. That concentrate with that extra fat and cholesterol in there makes it a smoother taste. Yeah. Not like the Biochem dual-filtered because the the Biochem dual-filtered whey protein isolate is very smooth tasting. It is amazing tasting. But when she took it back and got the Biochem, she has no problems whatsoever. That's and great she's been stuff. taking the biochem for yeah. a couple of years. Well, thanks for that story. I know we have a call on hold. Caller, if you want to stay on for a few more minutes, do that or call us back right after the break. We have a hard break. We cannot take the call. Folks, Gesundheit with Jacobus, Dr. Audrey Ross, just another half hour left. Stay tuned. For we will be right back. Dr. Audrey Ross, uh, thanks so much for being here today. You have some great insights, and I really appreciate you sharing it with us in a way that we can all understand. Well, thank you so much. I, I enjoy helping educate people in a way that they can understand and then make their own choices on what they want to do for themselves. Yes, yes. Now, still, protein. Some people say you got to lose a lot of protein. The caller earlier was talking about a modified ketogenic diet. People have heard about ketogenic. It says uh, higher fat, moderate protein, and then be careful with your sugars and, and, and calories and carbohydrates. Not calories, but carbohydrates. Um, to people who are on a moderate, moderation, moderated, what do you call it? A moderate ketogenic diet, you still feel that there should be plenty of protein. I mean, we, we just need protein. That is we one of the reasons. We just need protein. We yeah. just need protein. Our cells, I thought that 60% of the activities in our cells, and we've got 43 trillion cells, depends on the, uh, the presence of amino acids. 
and which are proteins. It, it, right. Do you agree with that, or do you say yes. not? Nah, should be less than that. No, no. That that's that's the problem is we don't have enough people that are explaining that that we do need amino acids. It's not just protein. It's not just eating fish or chicken. It's amino acids, which is why the biochem whey protein isolate is so important because it is just amino acids. Yes. And especially, I know you're doing the active aging week this week, next week. And yes. as we age, things happen. It, I mean, it's just, it's aging. We decrease, our hormone production decrease. Our digestive tract isn't working as well. We're, we don't have maybe the same amount of digestive enzymes as we did in our 20s. So with whey protein isolate, with the Whey Protein Institute website, they talk about healthy aging and helping prevent muscle wasting. And I see that a lot, even in my parents, because they're not getting enough amino acids. They're eating protein, but they're not getting enough amino acids in their system to help maintain that muscle mass. So active aging should incorporate the biochem whey protein isolate because it's so easy to digest. It's just a breakdown of amino acids, lactose-free, casein-free, fat, cholesterol gone. So it's something that can be added as an afternoon snack even for people who are getting older. And as we age also, DHEA, which is a a pro-hormone, it's a precursor, especially to women and men, Yes, that peaks in our 20s. And after that, it starts getting less and less and less. And it has to do with so many different things. It can affect the immune system. It can affect our energy levels. It can affect our muscles. It can affect our brain. It can affect our sexuality. It can affect um, fertility. There's so many different things. It is a precursor to multiple hormones in the body. Correct. And and one of the things I want to want to reiterate on this, again, too many people, as we get older, are being put on a cholesterol-lowering drug, some kind of a statin drug. Statins, uh, uh, you need to understand that hormones are made by our cholesterol. Uh, uh, cholesterol is one of the ways that we make hormones. And mm-hmm. the very first hormone made from cholesterol is called pregnenolone. And pregnenolone converts in two ways. One way it goes into progesterone and the other way it goes into DHEA. So people who are on cholesterol-lowering medication, right or wrong, have a high risk of losing out on pregnenolone, which is directly related to uh, the start of Alzheimer's disorder. Pretty much everybody with Alzheimer's has low pregnenolone. And when they have already the cholesterol-lowering drugs, that is another issue. But at the same time, people on those type of medications complain about being tired. And it is partly because they're losing the hormones, the DHEA that converts into testosterone and estrogens. You lose that, your physical body simply becomes very tired. Exactly. And also on cholesterol-lowering drugs, you also deplete coenzyme Q10. Oh yeah, so that's it, true. It's not. It's not just about the hormones. There's more than that. And again, taking it to prevent high cholesterol, which is what AMA did recommend back 20 years ago, is that everybody over 40 should be on a statin drug to prevent high cholesterol. Yes, that was the silliest thing I ever heard. Yeah, they <laughs> even like, want to put it in drinking water. Exactly. It's like yeah. really, this does not make any sense. Instead of looking at Oh, let's look at diet and exercise, and everybody hates those two words, but it comes down to diet, for sure, 
and some type of movement. You don't have to go to the gym, but walking is exercise. Yeah. Cleaning the house is exercise. Working in the garden is exercise. Mowing the yard is exercise. So it's prescription medications will always have side effects. Always, always, always. Yeah. So hormones are so volatile because there's a cascade that happens. And when we short-circuit that first part of the cascade, you're going to get bumps in the road. Yes, yes. Now, I, I, I do have to say that the advantage of going to a gym and perhaps using a personal trainer, the personal trainer is called personal trainer for a very important reason, that if he or she is doing a good job, they actually work with you personally on your needs. And so one of the things that we have, when people who have done the same job for 20 years and it happens to be a physical job, you can literally see that the body starts to move based on the movements that they've been doing for all these years. So the body simply takes on a, on, on, on a shape based on the activity that you do or the form that you do. So to have a personal trainer who works with you on when you are having aches and pains, because the, your your lower back muscles are not strong or your core muscles in general or your leg muscles or your shoulder muscles or your neck muscles, they are able to help you go through that process to, to refine your balance. And I think as we age, activity alone, as you say, walking is great, but I still believe that resistance training should be incorporated somewhere. And even if you do some personal training sessions for a month or two with somebody who is showing you how to use the, the, the equipment correctly and how you can work on defining your muscles and your overall health uh, in a better way by finding the right kinds of exercises. I think it is essential. Well, and also a personal trainer will change up your exercises. So if you do a personal trainer and they give you exercises to do for a month, then do a personal trainer the next month because you may have to change them. Yes. And my sister is a personal trainer, so I've, I've learned a lot from her as far I'm as sure. how they work. Yes. And it's looking at, yes, going to the gym is really, with a personal trainer, is ideal. A lot of people don't do that. So don't beat yourself up for it. At least get out and walk. Yes. And as you start to feel better, you will be amazed on your mental attitudes. Like, you know what, maybe I will do a personal trainer now. Yes. I see it happen all the time. But again, that goes back to making sure you have enough amino acids to rebuild those muscles that you're working out, where yeah. the biochem whey protein isolate comes in. And then also understand as you age, your hormones change. So DHEA, as that first pro-hormone for so many other hormones, it's so necessary, especially if you're feeling that tired lethargicness. If yeah. you're on a medication, investigate. See what else it could be depleting in your body. So there's so many so many factors. Again, this cascade of things that happen, and one rock in that waterfall is going to make things work a little bit differently. Yeah, Dr. Audrey Ross, a national educator for Country Life Vitamins, is my guest this morning on Gesundheit with Jacobus. We are close to the end of the hour, but if you have any questions... Feel free to call the studio 522-8255, 522-8255. You can also text me at 266-7617. 
one of the things that I uh, know that Country Life Vitamins has a DHEA specifically for men and a DHEA for women. That why would somebody do that instead of just taking DHEA in a 10, 25, 50 milligram, whatever? Well, the DHEA for women has got the black cohosh, so if women are experiencing maybe hot flashes from perimenopause or menopause, it kind of helps support that. The men's formula will have the tribulus and the uh, mumio, which a lot of people don't know about that. That's an adaptogenic um, herb that's put in there to help with not only um, anabolic processes for like testosterone, but also to help support the prostate. So each one is designed a little bit differently to support that gender and issues they may be having because, as you said, DHEA will then produce testosterone and estrogen. If you're already having a problem with that, these are designed to help boost that. Now, can you take just DHEA? That's why we have one that's just DHEA. Yeah that you can take and see if that works. If you need a little bit extra support that we've got for the men and for the women. So we, we try to help people if they need it for immediate help. Say a woman comes in, she knows she needs DHEA, but is also having hot flashes, was considering maybe doing something else for the perimenopause, menopause symptom. Well, here you have DHEA for women that has the black cohosh in there. That could help with that. Hmm. Okay, good point. So, so they're designed to help that immediate specific need that's there. And then maybe afterwards they got that under control, then they can go just to the straight DHEA. Mm-hmm. So we've got the option for both categories. Okay. And and DHEA is one of those hormones you want to take earlier in the day. So you take it either in the morning or no later than lunch. Is that right? Correct. Okay, Correct. good. Now, a question I have about the biochem uh, uh, protein powder, the, 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 uh, the, the whey protein isolate, why, I mean, you have stevia in there. Why is there organic cane sugar in there? Well, the reason for the organic cane sugar is because the stevia takes off part of that to make it sweet. Correct. And organic cane sugar means we don't have to use as much stevia in there because some people don't want to do a lot of stevia. They may may not like the taste of it, although in our biochem proteins, it really doesn't stand out, and that's why we don't have a lot of it in there. It's not solely sweetened with stevia. And so I know it is an extra ingredient, so it is very minimal. And I actually have told people that I, I said my idea is that some people don't like the bitterness that the aftertaste that stevia can cause. And so just to cut that a little bit with a little cane sugar should be fine. Right, and that's, that's the real purpose behind it. Because to keep it, the taste of it, people do like sweet, unfortunately. The, our palates are geared towards that because of all the additives that we get. Yeah. To keep it sweet but yet still healthy... The combination of the two was the best as far as the results go. Mm. What you were just talking about, the DHEA, is diminishing indeed as we get older. And, and, and as we're talking about this active aging week that is starting this coming Monday, the hormones in general is something that um, that happens simply as we age. There are very mm-hmm. few people who have plenty of hormone. I mean, Jack LaLanne was maybe an exception. But there are, there are, the majority of people realize that as they get older, the hormones are diminishing and they start having issues. Now, the one hormone that sadly enough seems to be ever-present is called estradiol. And we have seen that if the estradiol is not balanced by other hormones in the correct way, estradiol can cause all kinds of disorders, specifically uh, hormone-related cancers. 
And mm-hmm. so this is, again, something that, as I talk to people, um, sometimes you hear doctors say, well, your breast cancer is estrogen positive or progesterone positive. Have you dealt with people who asked you questions about that, what that means? Yes, actually, um, in 2000, in the year 2000... You wrote a book. I wrote a book. Yeah. And that's what we discussed. And it's estradiol, estrogen-positive cancers. You see most of that because we are subjected to things called xenoestrogens. Correct. Xenoestrogens are like from your plastics, from your pollutants, from your chemicals. They mimic what estradiol and estrone look like, and they attach to those estrogen receptors. But normal estrogen should attach and release from the receptors. Xenoestrogens attach and hold on, and when they're released, they metabolize in a mirror image of the naturally occurring estrogen. Okay. So, yes, we have estrogen-positive cancers for sure. We have progesterone-positive cancers, very limited. Most of the time, it's because of what we have done, and people need to be aware of that. So you change your diet. When we look at DHEA as being a precursor to all of these and being a pro-hormone, it allows the body then to work as it needs to. And as you said, hormones start from cholesterol. So having this super low cholesterol is not the answer and can actually precipitate more irregularities in your hormones. Correct. Correct. Correct, and that, and and uh, the majority of people who develop cancer, the majority, are usually past menopause, or mm-hmm. the men are into andropause. So mm-hmm. we see a big drop, primarily uh, women who are menopause. They lose that estradiol that they make naturally in the ovaries; it's gone, and they also lose part of the estrone hormone, but they still make some through the adrenal glands from the DHEA. So there is a need for estrogens, but it has to be the natural estrogen, not the xenoestrogens, the environmental estrogens uh, that you mentioned. And for men, it's the same way. We drop testosterone very quickly. We also lose DHEA. I understand that by the time most of us are 70 years old, we only produce about 30% of what we should be of that we have produced in the past. And and meanwhile, we are being exposed to the xenoestrogens that therefore give a false reading and have a false effect on the body because there is nothing to uh, to balance it. Correct. It's about balance. It's balance. about staying in homeostasis, which is what the body always tries to do. And we forget about that. We think, oh, we'll just focus on this one thing. Well, there's so much else that's involved. And that's when we look at the whole body, the whole picture, which is how I was trained. I'm not a specialist in one specific area. I look at the whole body. I look in and see from head to toe, just as you were talking about in our first first half hour. Sure. We have to look at that. And in, at 70 years old, saying we produce 30% of the DHEA, that's, that's being very generous. I'm thinking yeah. we're probably around 20%. Oh, yeah, sorry. No, no, when you're 70, you, you have about 30%. That's what I, uh, when you're 70 years old, you make about 30% of what you used to make. That's what I, that's what I heard once. And, and that, and that is, that is what ideally would yeah. be, we would be doing. But looking at the population that we're dealing with and so many of the other deficits, 
especially with adrenal fatigue. Yeah. And that's a whole other topic that we could go into for a long time. I would love to that, at some point. That the, the DHEA is also then affected. Yes. So in what I look at is I'm thinking with today's society and our lifestyle and what we're subjected to and all the chemicals and everything that's gone on, I would say we are so de- deficient that by age 70, if we're producing 20% of the DHA that we normally should, we will be lucky. That's why we have to look at the supplementation and what we're doing and changing what we're doing in our lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. I, I tell you what, that will be a topic why I would love to have you back just to understand, to explain adrenals, to explain the different hormones, what they do, how they affect our body, and again, what the balance of hormones, because you just mentioned adrenal fatigue. Uh, I tell more and more people, it's, you don't, I don't, you know, no criticism or so, but I say it's more adrenal imbalance. There is an imbalance, an imbalance of hormones. It's a, the, the adrenals can only do what they can, but if there is an imbalance in the hormones, we find that usually what happens is we are exhausted. And the majority of people, the way that life is being lived today and the pressure that are put on people, the, the, uh, the fatigue level is intense. And uh, a lot of people simply are so exhausted they literally use any means possible to get some energy squeezed out of them during the day to perform at the level that they think is expected of them. Mm-hmm. Tremendous. It's, it's absolutely crazy. Yeah, it is. So that is uh, that is really something. Now, <clears throat> do you? Um, uh, let's see. I know pregnenolone would actually be a very interesting test as we get older, but I understand that's a pretty expensive test. Um, very expensive. Yes. Yeah. 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 So I would say. Uh, to 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 perhaps look at your cholesterol. If you are on cholesterol lowering medication, I highly recommend that people start looking into the next few homes. Maybe take pregnenolone by itself. Does Country Life carry pregnenolone? Yes, we do have a pregnenolone. So that will be very important to people. Do some pregnenolone. Perhaps take the DHEA for men or for women. And then maybe even do the, well, maybe I really think the progesterone is very important. Uh, Do some progesterone because those are the hormones. That that is the top three right there that is produced and everything else comes out of it. Right. And a lot of women think, oh, but I need estrogen. Well, no, really. When we're looking at the pregnenolone, the progesterone, and the DHEA, if those get in balance, then you will automatically produce the estrogen that you need. That's right. And and if people really need extra, I would recommend they use the estriol, which is yes. the, uh, the the safest one of the three, the one that no matter what you use, it, it, uh, it does not turn into an estrogen-positive cancer. Plus, what my understanding is, it will be able to simply be absorbed by the estrogen receptor sites because it is an estrogen. It is just a very small, small estrogen. Correct. Estriol is the only one that it would do as a supplement. Yeah. So uh, as we get older, uh, Dr. Ross, we we simply find that we get more fatigued. Uh, As I just mentioned, people try to medicate. They go on all kinds of uh, five-hour energy, more caffeine, more sugar, uh, more ginseng, uh, (laughs) bee pollen, whatever, to get the energy. But we often forget to simply check our hormones, to maybe do a blood test, find out where the numbers are. Uh, do some more research on is is the level that my hormones are being tested, as I mentioned in the first hour, 
a male testosterone level is anywhere from like 129 or 193 to to 925. I mean, that is a range that's ridiculous. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And so for men who are at 200 and have no energy, but being told that everything is normal, that number is not right. Uh, Life Extension Foundation has done research on testosterone and suggests that men should be between, the total testosterone should be between about 700 and 900. And I think if you sit in that area, that will be great. Have you done any work and research on uh, the estrogen, where estradiol should be or total estrogen should be? Well, I haven't personally done it, but you mentioned life extension. I was actually there last week oh, doing a lecture for them. Great. So, um, you know, they've got a lot of, of their clinicals on what they do. But estrogen, depending on whether you are looking at the estrogen, the estradiol, the estriol, the estrone. So each of those have their own levels, and you get all of them tested, and they all should be in that median range at the same time. <laughs> and that was one of the things that I worked with with several of the OBGYNs I worked with, is they were looking at, well, this is normal, this is normal, but they're for different periods of time. When you get your test results, yes. everything should be right dead center normal or in the either dead center the same as low or dead center the same as high. I have to run. I okay. have to run. I'm so sorry. we got 10 seconds. Thank okay. you so much well, for being here. I appreciate it very much. Thank okay. you so much for having me. All the best to you. And folks, we'll talk again next week, Saturday at 8 o'clock. See you then.